the Suffolk Pod Show was produced and managed by podtalk.co.uk. Episode 3, talking with Alex Till, CEO of Mentor and Chairman of the National Enterprise Network. Alex is passionate about life and lives life to the full, and his energy is wholly infectious, as it's no surprise why he is so successful at nurturing and developing businesses across East Anglia. Alex is a professional coach, trainer, networker, facilitator, as well as being a very proud dad. Suffolk is lucky to have him as a pivotal business leader, and we're lucky to have him pinned down for just 20 minutes. Here he is, it's Alex Till. Hi, good morning, how are you? Extremely well, considering the hour. How are you? Not too bad, it's a bright sunny day, so yeah, I've been up quite a while already this morning. So yeah, making the most of it before the streets are aired, as my granddad used to say. <laughs> I've never heard that. So where yeah, are you today? Close. So I'm over in um in Hawley in um in Baybridge Mid Suffolk at my home, which mm-hmm. is quite unusual for me. Um, usually I'll be up and out and about, maybe on the train down to London or in the offices or or one of the sites which we've got. So yeah, it's it's quite nice just to sit here, relax, and and have a good gentle conversation with you, Susanna. Oh, that's very nice. I love Hawley. I love all that area. It's a very beautiful part of Suffolk. Very attached to it. Actually, we used to live near there. Are you originally from Suffolk, Alex? No, I'm from Leicester originally. Oh, <laughs> so, from a Midlands boy, really. That's where I'm from. That's where my that's where my that's where I was born. That's where my mum's from. Um, my dad's background is that he was originally from London, down in Brixton, mm-hmm. and my sister was born in Reading. So we've got a real mix of people and styles and sort of different energies which flow through our family. So yeah, I I'm bet. From Leicester. I amazing. And, and when you all meet, is it back at Leicester? No, it's not. Well, randomly, my sister lives in Borneo at the minute, <laughs> and my parents live up in Stamford in Lincolnshire. So we're pretty blown apart in terms of in terms of the new a family we're not four close families living together with our golden retriever nothing like that we're we're all very 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 different locations of of the country or the world even so (laughs) so what brought you to Suffolk what brought me to Suffolk it was really it was it was a strange one Susanna really so from when I was um over in Leicester I then um traveled down to just outside Peterborough Stamford Mm -hmm. and then from there I moved to the Isle of Wight um and I spent six years living on the island working for the college and looking at management development and interestingly they had a program which was based in Felixstowe um, and I only came up here for one year. Um, and that was working in the docks down at Trelawney House. And I met a lot of freight forwarders, a lot of choice language, a lot of work and a lot of energy. And then I met my then wife and I stayed here. And the story unfolds. <laughs> sort of, so yeah, I've got two children, Sophia and Oliver. Yes, I've got shared residency on them. And yes, I've stayed in Suffolk primarily because I love it, um, but also because of my children. That's how I've ended up in Suffolk. Was originally for one here, now been here, oh, probably about 20. Yeah, it's funny how life works out. The same here, but I'm not going to talk about it because this is about you not about me um, <laughs> what I've noticed about living and working in Suffolk is the incredible entrepreneurial spirit and also support from the business community the bit for me is there's some, there's some great people there's some absolutely fantastic people which are within Suffolk what is very 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 surprising is that there's a lot of them who are as I call underground or covert we talk a lot about the um, the brain drain of people leaving Suffolk and then coming back in their sort of mid 30s 40s to raise their families what I am really excited about the amount of people who are hidden gems within Suffolk should we call them that there's guys I've met him we were having a chat on Felix Doe Seafront I suddenly it suddenly turns out Richard Jung he's a top paparazzi photographer from London he loves Felix Doe we've got (laughs) other guys who are big filmmakers who've done international film development
development, mm. working with people like John Travolta, and they're based over in Holbrook. So you suddenly get to this point where you're saying, we've got some fantastic people here, and what we need to do is look at how we can develop our roles, our skills, our energy, and actually look at what other young raw talents about, so we can plug them in. Yeah. That's the bit which fascinates me. Mm. There's a real subculture of excitement and energy, and there is some very, very, very good business which is around here. Mm. You know, every day, you know, being in, in our job that we do now, we're unfolding all sorts of, as you say, hidden gems, hidden talents, stars. It's exciting. It's an exciting time to be in business in Suffolk. At various stages in our lives, I've always wanted to ask you this, actually. Who's been your major influences or inspirations in business to start with? Yeah, so when I was young, I was, I was a little bit mischievous. Mm-hmm. And um, as many people know, I still enjoy what I call being childlike, not childish. It's about retaining that energy and that fun and that excitement. And a lot of people look at me and go, yeah, sure, Alex, you're 46. Less <laughs> of the nonsense. Let's get down to some serious stuff. But there was a number of people who actually get real energy from it. Mm-hmm. One guy who supported me significantly, a guy called John Kenyon, mm-hmm. lived down on the Isle of Wight. He drove me really hard to use my style and my passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I, I went back to him and thanked him for having belief in me because he was a trainer. And my background started in training and development and mm-hmm. working with people and looking at how we could build people around those aspects of them being themselves rather than putting on this front of, I've got to be a businessman. I've got to put on my suits. I've got to talk very harsh mm-hmm. and austere and be a bit like, um, oh, I'm trying to think, The Apprentice, Miss Alan, oh, Alan Sugar. Sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> so I've had a lot of influences who said, be you, Alex. Be you. Be creative. Be fun. Be mm-hmm. engaging. And actually, there's a lot of ways in the world which you can actually progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, interestingly, Susanna, as I've gone forward, I've, I've always had this, um, this passion that I'll throw things out to the universe um, and I'll see what happens. But there's certain things along my own personal life and my career mm-hmm. that I want to achieve. Um, and randomly, one of those way back in the 1980s was um, Gerald Ratner. He yeah. used to own Ratner's Jewelers. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, one of my visions was, I want to meet this guy, you know, who in the world could have owed a billion pounds overnight from a stupid statement, which he made once um, mm. at the Institute of Directors dinner, I think it was. And anyway, I'm now friends with Gerald Ratner. So <laughs> I follow him very closely. We throw little conversations backwards and forwards saying, how's it going, Gerald? And some days he's really upbeat. On other occasions, he's a little bit down saying, I don't understand it. They're still using things, even in Parliament, saying they've done a Ratner and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> and what I find exciting is I go back and I go, yeah, but Gerald, you're a household brand. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I haven't thought of it like that. Yeah. Actually, you've been remembered. What about from sort of late 70s, early 80s? You're still remembered. How amazing is that? And he's just brought out a new book as well. But I'm not here to plug it. I'm just saying he's still there. He's still a very good businessman. He's still taking an incredible amount of risk. And actually, he still runs a jewelry business, which is online, called Gerald's. And some of these guys give me the, um, the spark, the inspiration, the ideas, the generation. And I try and look at how they've overcome certain issues in their mm. own world um, to look at how they've become good, solid business people again and also looking at how it's affected them emotionally. So there's a lot of people out there and even down to some of the work I do locally, I'm a director with an organisation called Community Workshop in Bury St Edmunds which helps those children who are um, maybe autistic or have learning difficulties. That too gives me inspiration mm. because it's about supporting the communities which are around us and the people who are very passionate about that rather than the big amazing amount of money that can be made. It's about the community cohesion and the, the organisation and the support and, and actual life and I think that's really really important yeah. all of this. So, so I'm a very emotional person Susanna I, I feel I feel things rather than sort of <laughs> a driven approach to things so if it feels good it is good you know yeah gut <laughs> feeling go with it I mean it's exactly uh, yeah and I think you are extremely energetic in your way even just listening to you now you just naturally motivate take people with you on this sort of journey of inspiration and, and you feel like I can be successful with Alex 
He knows what he's talking yeah. about. I have a little phrase, mm. Susanna. I say, passionate people do powerful things. Ooh, and that like can that. be in many, many ways. So, so I often keep that in my head. If I'm passionate about things, we can make things happen. And that's, that's not necessarily about the big money drivers. It's just about making people become engaged, involved, and, and actually believe in what they believe in. Cause, mm. cause I think it's really important, especially now, you know, there's a lot of people who are, who are unsure of where their futures are. But if, if we're passionate and we have belief, we can actually drive things forward in a big way. Well said. You're listening to Susanna Hornby talking to Alex Till, the CEO of Mentor. And, of course, you are CEO of Mentor. You couldn't be more perfectly placed for what you do. Tell us a bit about Mentor and what Mentor does. Wow. So Mentor, it's, um, it's, it's, been, it's, it's been a passion for many, many years because before I even worked at Mentor, I, I, sort of, I worked with them, if that makes sense. I did mm. lots of enterprise-related activities with them. It's been running since 1984, and it delivers services to new emerging and existing business. So that can be from a very, very early pre-start idea of how you want to start your business right away through to businesses which may need support and consultancy and things like that, but we're able to offer it. And when I say not-for-profit, it doesn't mean I don't like profit. I do. Um, it just means that we reinvest any money that we make back into the services to support other people who want to start in business. Mm-hmm. We have our own premises, so we rent out space, which helps me to support some of the services that we do. And I have a fantastic team of 17 members of staff, and they are a team. We are all very, very, very cohesive in terms of what we do, mm-hmm. who deliver enterprise-related activities. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've got any questions around business, finance, whether you want to start up, whether you're not sure how to sustain your business, cash flow, marketing, all of those sorts of things. We have some amazing characters and I will say characters because each and every (laughs) one of them has delivered and run, sold, lost their own business. We wear the scars. We know what it's like to wake up at 4.30 in the morning worrying about cash flow and staffing. We are theoretical people. We have lived the proverbial dream and we have all run businesses. So if you need honest knowledge and a non-biased approach, we're able to give that to you. So yeah, Mentors Centre of Berry St. Edmunds and also one in Brandon and we've also got our sites on Eastern Way and also one in Haverhill as well which we're putting some development into. Now Mentor also, I mean not at the moment unless you're doing it online, is the way, the way I used to do Mentor particularly well is through all your networking and events. Are you actively doing That's any of right. that now? COVID-19 <laughs> good, bad, um, it's been an exciting time for us. Um, we're still doing networking which is a really interesting one. However we're doing it through Facebook Live mm. and actually we have one yesterday we bring guest speakers in so we've had um, the Small Business Commissioner come on board so real people can talk to some of those you wouldn't necessarily have access to and they are run by Nick Pandolfi um, radio presenter extraordinaire who can actually build a pace with all of those people who are online Mm -hmm. Um, so yes we're doing networking we're getting a much much bigger coverage in terms of the people who are coming and and seeing it on Facebook and you know what Susanna I think the interesting thing for me is that it cuts out travel time the whole scenario which we're in at the moment is it's actually saved me hours I'm no longer having to get up early to go down to London and likewise people can log into Facebook live they can jump onto Zoom they can use Teams and actually it's reduced the amount of stresses on us so Mm. we're getting a lot more people come on board so yeah networking's there we've got a small trade fair as well coming up in March which is going to be held at the cathedral Um, and then we're going to be looking at the main business festival trade show fair with with I Lift Me as well um, coming into the new year once we have a little bit more clarity in terms yeah. of what's happening around um, the whole engagement with other people. So yeah, we're, we're still working hard, Susanna. That's good <laughs> to hear. You You're still working with the, with the newspaper group then in that case. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So they do, they do the annual business awards. We work with those guys. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, trying to, we're trying to make sure that where we're not physically seeing people, we're still having some very, very strong engagements and making sure. sure that our brand, our image, the way in which we can support people because Interestingly, 
mentors' phones haven't stopped since there's been changes in furlough, since there's been changes with people going on to universal credit. They're all looking at different ways in which they can be supported. Yeah. Um, and as I say, we're, we're, we're more than happy to work with anybody. Yeah. And a great deal of what you do is pro bono. It's for free. There is yes, it is. Or it's always fully funded. Yeah, I yeah. try and hide the wiring sometimes. So, yeah, although I like to have it free at point of service, yeah. um, it does cost someone at some point. So yeah. um, we will try and make sure that it's as cost effective as possible. Yeah. But on occasions, there may be some yeah. small fees. You're also the chairman of the National Enterprise Network. Now, that must fit in very nicely with Mentor. Yeah, the National Enterprise Network. I've, I've been on their board now for, um, it's probably about five, five and a half years, something mm-hmm. like that. And the National Enterprise Network, for me, is a fascinating organisation. It is covering nearly 100% of the UK with mm-hmm. regard to their enterprise-related activities. So just as Mentor works in Norfolk and Suffolk, the National Enterprise Network covers the whole of the country. Mm-hmm. So we're working with a significant amount of businesses, which then work with their clients to support them. And it's a role that I took on as chairman um, because I wanted to see a difference. I wanted to start lobbying government. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to the Department for Innovation and Skills. I wanted to get the country to have a national strategy around how it supported both those people who got a business idea, but also those who wanted to take it forward. Not your high growth unicorns and all of those sorts of things, which mm. are which are wonderful and mysterious, but the everyday common guy who wanted to go out there, be a plasterer, be an electrician, be a hairdresser, all of those sorts of activities is significant to the UK economy. Four yeah. million sole traders out there, small businesses. And what we haven't got is any strategy of core funding from government, which is non-political, don't want to do the political thing, that can support those businesses when they want to start up. So that's where I'm pushing really hard at the moment to see if we can um we can actually get that in place and, and we've got some good discussions going on with department for business innovation and skills so it's really good does it fit in with mentor of course it does it gives me an insight yeah. it gives me an understanding and it enables me to start talking about things in a real life environment so not just the chairman but i actually deliver in an agency as well so we yeah. can talk knowledgeably about it so yeah it's good wow it's very good compelling in many ways alex you're listening to Susanna hornby talking to alex till the ceo of mentor what specifically are you offering in respect to initiatives in Suffolk and Norfolk at the moment? So interestingly, we deliver what's known as um, the Growing Business Programme, which is literally until the 21st of August next year, funded by um, European Regional Development Funds. That will be for anybody who wants to start their business. We can offer them 12 hours of fully funded support, um, which means that they can go through cash flow forecasting, business planning, marketing, um, social media, all of those sorts of things. So all they need to do is come onto Mentor website, yep. www mentor.org.uk and they will be able to access that support. Now we will take anybody on. There's no no categorization around it. Mm-hmm. So we're running that program which is really, really great. We're also um, working directly with the program for the Home Office which is around supporting refugees and looking at how those people who have historically run large businesses overseas um, are coming into the UK and how we can support them in going forward and creating um, sustainable employment for mm-hmm. themselves. So that's another program we've got. We've got all our premises, Susanna. So we've got yes, um, managed work space, we've got co-working space, and we've got um, a whole range of different things, such as Zoom rooms now. So if people want to do a Zoom call, um, they can come and book a room out from us. Love it. And um, we're looking we're looking at how um, a little tagline in my head is closer to home working. So we are able to offer completely COVID secure space yeah. for all of those people who, who want to access us. Thank goodness we have Mentor. Thank goodness we have you, Alex. How are businesses coping at the moment in Suffolk and Norfolk? It's really interesting, Susanna. We've got, um, we've got a whole range 
range of different approaches to business. Many of the guys are tenants, so we've got 60, 60 plus tenants that we work with. A lot of those guys have continued to work during the whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. We didn't close our sites because each one of these has individual businesses within them. Um, but what we did do is remove our staff. So we've been working very, very close with business. A lot of them have said, do you know what, Alex? This is just like any other business venture which we have. We've got to look at what the external forces are. The good old, the good old pestle, if you remember, political, <laughs> economic, social, technical, and environmental. Yeah. There's all of those things out there. Like if you run a small business, you've got to be live to it. We've got to grit our teeth and try and get through this, however that is. Mm. So there's quite a bit of resilience out there. And what's, what's interesting is that those guys are still pushing forward. They're still looking at opportunities. They're still looking at how they can, um, if I'm being really honest, flip, pivot, change, yeah. grab something else, be innovative. Um, and see what opportunities are sitting there. Mm. You've then got the others which are suddenly saying, oh my goodness, we've had a major issue in terms of what we're doing. We're not sure how to manage the furloughing of our staff. Mm. We're not sure about the sustainability. And it's the real nuts and bolts of trying to make this work because they could be specialists in their area of business, but not necessarily specialists in area of employment law or in terms of looking at how they manage their cash flow and all of these sorts of things. So we are managing a range of different aspects. What I will say is that everybody who I talk to, although we did have what I'll term a pity party. Oh my goodness, I can't quite cope, you know? I'm like a gnat stuck in a little bottle on occasion going, I've got to get out. Where do we go? What do we do? We've gone through that space. And we're now saying, right, this is how we can adapt. This is how we've embraced technologies. This is how we can start still doing meetings and still engaging. And people have sort of shrugged off the whole line of site management mm-hmm. to enable business to continue. Is it a difficult time? It is. We can't, we can't gloss over that at all. There are people going through significant issues. There are a whole swathe of small businesses which weren't supported through the business grants, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So we're trying to work with those. There's a number of directors who um, were taking dividends from the business. They too were not supported by the government. So there's a whole plethora of people which we're trying to support because they have fallen through the gaps. Mm. That doesn't mean that they're not valuable businesses or they're not very solid in terms of their specialist knowledge. It just means that they need support. And those are the ones which mm. we've been helping. Mm. If there are any people out there who um, who need support and advice. There is also um, an organization called New Anglia Growth Hub. They have grants and funding which is available for um, resilience programs um, and also looking at growth through innovation and technology. And also also, some of the local authorities have additional grants which they can offer as well. So mm. if there are any businesses which need support or are looking to get additional support over and above Mentor, either call us and we can signpost you or go directly to those yeah. organisations as well. Well, thanks, Alex. You all heard him there. Now, looking forward a bit to uh, the next few months, which I know is difficult because none of us really know what's going to happen next. What's the general feeling in the community? What are your thoughts and what are your predictions? I sound like a weatherman now. It could get a little bit stormy around a about October, November time. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I say that is there's there's a number of organisations which have had um, rental breaks lease agreements which have been curtailed a little bit for them. You've also got people who may be looking at the, the impact that they're being a sole trader is having on them personally. So government-wise, there's a feel that there may be a slight issue around about that as we draw into Christmas. What we're seeing is that we've got a lot more people who have got a bit of spirit back again saying, do you know what? We might start a business. We might be able to do a part-time job where we currently work as our hours are reduced, but we've got other opportunities and things we can do. Mm-hmm. Christmas is one of those times where people will be wanting to spend but I think it will be a different spending this year. Sure. I think they may be looking at things more closer to home. They may be looking at how they support their families in different ways. And it's interesting to see that things such as um, the online food businesses are actually having an increase in their sales. Mm. Um, and some of the other bits and pieces which we weren't necessarily seeing in the high streets 
are actually getting a greater opportunity because the reduction in going out, the reduction in the amount of spend, the reduction in the people um, in terms of where they're trying to position themselves is very, very interesting. But it does show that there's been increased sales online. It's, it's an interesting one because as, as we move forward, everyone's always positive for a new year. Um, and I think there are going to be opportunities. What's, what's really interesting is there's, there's obviously been an increase in people who are, who are now unemployed or who have been furloughed. But that means there's a significant amount of skills out there. Those skills can be used for self-employment. They could be run alongside other jobs as well. Um, and what we're seeing is people are adapting and reacting um, and looking at what opportunities are now. And that, for me, is always a really exciting time. I hate to say it, but sometimes we all get into a comfortable rut. Mm-hmm. And actually, change is the biggest kick we need sometimes. It yeah. stimulates innovation. It changes our mind. And actually, sometimes we come out a lot stronger, a lot more energized, and a lot more engaged with what we want to do as individuals. Yeah, a reset almost. Almost like a reset, yeah. yeah. Not, not a control I would delete, <laughs> no, but a reset. No, no, that's it. Thank you. Right. Thank oh. you, Alex. Brilliant to talk to you. You are, as you say yourself, you are so passionate about what you do. Can you just give us the website again for Mentor? The website for Mentor is www.mentor.org.uk. Perfect. Keep in touch with us. Thank you so much for telling us everything that you have and keep very well. No problem at all. It's great chatting with you this morning. Have a fantastic day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Suffolk Pod Show. Find us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram or you can visit our website podtalk.co.uk. And here's our disclaimer. The Suffolk Pod Show will not be held responsible for any omissions or errors in its podcast. The Suffolk Pod Show is produced purely for entertainment purposes. Views and opinions are that of our own or that of our guests.